The book of uh, Deuteronomy, chapter 30, uh, verse 15, in the New Living Testament, it says, Now listen, today I'm giving you a choice. Everybody say a choice. I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. And then verse 16 says, uh, For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep His commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in His ways. Old covenant, of course, but thank God that He has given us a choice. Say, I have a choice. I just think it's wonderful that He gave us a choice, and we get the opportunity every day to choose between life and death and blessing and cursing. It's our choice. We get to choose what path of life that we take. Amen? Every day, we're confronted with a myriad of choices and decisions. Thank God that through His living Word and through the leading of the Holy Spirit, we can make the right choices and we can stay on the right path. Amen? And um, what we do with that choice every day, it's up to you and it's up to me on a daily basis. So uh, what if there was a way uh, for you and I to chart the course of our life? What if there was a way for you and I to bring life to dead situations that everybody says is hopeless, that everybody says it's impossible and that there's no way that it can change? What if there was a way for you and I to create something where today there's nothing? What if there was a way to do that, to turn things around, to, uh, to see a certain situation uh, do a 180? And go a different direction and change. Amen? What if there was a way? Everybody say, there's a way. <laughs> I believe God's word is clear. And there is a way that uh, you and I have the ability to chart the course of our life. We have the ability to, uh, to bring life to dead situations. And we have the ability to create something where today there may be nothing. Amen? In the book of uh, Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 42, let's continue to pray for our pastors this week. Just pray that it's a wonderful week for them. I know Pastor Pam, will be, will, uh, she'll be back Sunday and ministering. Will Pastor Bill be back or is he staying another week? He is staying. That's wonderful. That's right. I love it. They're amazing people, and I thank God for them. Amen? Mark chapter 5, verse 21 says, When Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to Jesus, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. He's from the south. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, and he begged him earnestly. He said, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him. A great multitude followed him and thronged him. And then verse 25 is really where I want to look here for just a couple of minutes. It said, Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she had spent all that she had but was no better, rather grew worse when she heard everybody say heard faith 
comes by hearing. Amen? It says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, and she touched his garment. For she said, everybody say said. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and he said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you or pressing up against you, and you say, who touched me? And Jesus looked around to see her who had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I just think it's amazing because Jesus didn't even know who had touched him. There were all these different people pressing up against him. There's no record of anybody else being healed. There's no record of any other miracles that happened. But Jesus felt someone touch him in faith. Amen? Someone reached out and touched him, and he felt power released from his body. Amen? Her faith released his power to change her circumstance. Amen? He didn't even know who it was. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) Amen? Our faith in God's living word and in his promises releases his promises. Amen? It releases his promises into our life. And we express that faith, how? Through the belief in our heart and the words that we speak. Amen? The word of the Lord tonight is speak words of life. Amen? Speak words of life. Always, always, uh uh-oh, I got my thing out of order. That's okay. We'll go back here. No, we're good. I was just kidding. No, no, I wasn't actually. There we go. Proverbs 18, I'm going all the way to the end. No, I'm just kidding. It's right in the middle. Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, what does the tongue do? It creates words, right? Try to speak without your tongue. You can't speak without your tongue. Amen. There's death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, those who understand it, those who appreciate it, those who treasure the power that is in the words that are spoken, they're going to eat its fruit. Amen? James chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. James teaches us about the power of the words that we speak. I am absolutely, positively convinced. We've seen it. I'm convinced that you and I will get whatever we say. I'm convinced of it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. (laughs) Amen? 
Look at James chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. James said, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Look at verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Reminds me of a story. I've been on a horse twice in my life, and I've fallen off twice in my life. That was a joke. Nobody's laughing. Indeed, we put horse, bits in horses' mouths and, that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Amen? Look at Romans 4. 17. We have the ability to change our life by the words that we speak. Romans 4.17 says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom we believed. And then this little sentence right here, dash, God, comma. And then it describes our heavenly father who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen? You and I are made in the image of God. Amen? He calls things that do not exist as though they did, and we are made in His image. Amen? And uh, He showed us, He's the pattern, He showed us, how to create from nothing, and how to change the course of things. Amen? With the words that we speak. Look at Mark eleven, twenty-two through 24. Everybody say, speak words of life. Mark eleven, twenty-two through 24. Jesus answered and he said to them, have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive those things and you will have those things. Every area of our life, whatever mountains we're confronted with on a daily basis, Destructive habits, addictions, children, job, finances, health, our future, our bodies submitted to God's word, our mind renewed with his word. Amen. All these different areas of our life that we know are important speak life over those areas of our lives. Amen. Speak, don't describe mountains, move mountains with the words that we speak. Amen? It's very important that we stay consistent with this. Amen? That we only let words come out of our mouth that we want to see happen in the future. Quit describing negative circumstances. Nobody wants to hear it, <laughs> right? 
be known as a person of faith. I'm requesting prayer. No, you're not. You're describing a mountain. You're describing a negative circumstance. Oh, well, let's be tough. Get our shoulders back. Get some fire in our eyes. Get our, a smile on our face. Believe God's word and speak life. Amen? This is where the difference will be made, I believe. And, and, and faith releases God's power, and the words that we speak puts our faith into action and allows his power to be released into our life. Amen? 1 Samuel 17. Uh, David is faced with Goliath and all these threats coming against him. And you all know the story. David stood on one mountain and uh, he spoke faith. And in 1 Samuel 17, 32, David said to Saul, he said, let no man's heart fail because of this giant. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Philistine. Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are only a youth, and he has been a man of war since he was a youth. Verse 36, David says, your servant has killed both lion and bear. David starts to give a, a great testimony of what God has done in the past, and the one who should have encouraged him, speaking fear and doubt and belief, unbelief over him, telling him he's not able. But David comes right back and speaks, speaks words of faith and words of life and, and talks about what's happened in the past. He said, your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord, who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And then verse 40, Then David took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the book. He put them uh, in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch, which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And the Philistine looked about, and he saw David, and he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, he said, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, You come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." And you all know the rest of the story. He proclaimed faith. He had the courage to do it. Amen? And he stepped out, and God performed his word. God performed the word that David proclaimed. Amen? Tonight, I want to uh, share with you five keys 
that I believe, five keys to creating the life that we want to see with the words that we speak. God has put different desires in your heart, different desires in my heart, things that we want to see happen for our lives, for our kids, for our friends, for this country, for our future, for our health, all these different areas of life that are important to each one of us. Five keys to creating that life with the words that we speak. Number one, make your words count. Matthew 12, 36. Matthew 12, 36. Jesus said this. He said, I say to you that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Look how important our words are. Amen? Do you all know anybody who just will say whatever? <laughs> right? They'll just say whatever about whoever, about whatever, just to say it. I don't think we're supposed to be those kind of people, right? Make our words count. And uh, I was with, um, I was at this uh, a week-long conference with uh, Ron Luce. And if you all remember Ron Luce, he started Acquire the Fire. And really one of the most amazing um, amazing move moves of God that we've ever seen, in my opinion, in America. Uh, 26 weekends out of the year for about 20 years, eight to 10,000 teenagers gathering in different cities around the nation. Anointing of God was there every weekend, ministered to thousands and thousands of young people. Just an amazing faithful, anointed man of God. And so we were, I was at this conference with him, and uh, there were 20 student ministry pastors there. And so we went to uh, ride four-wheelers <laughs> at his neighbor's house. Um, he was also pretty adventurous. And so we're at literally walking through this. He lives in Texas. We were at, at his, heading to his neighbor's ranch, and it was like I was in a dream. He was like my hero at the time, you know. And so we're walking through this uh, pine forest, and, um, and, and, and he said, hey, guys, I just feel impressed to tell you that don't, don't say things that are obvious. Make your words count. He said, everybody's talking about the weather. He said, make your words count so that when your mouth opens, people want to hear what you have to say. Stuck with me forever. It was like 15 years ago that he said that. And I've remembered it forever. Amen. Everybody say, make your words count. I talk about the weather all the time. Don't speak the obvious. Make your words valuable. <laughs> okay, number two, the second key. Stop, stop talking so much. So some, of, some of us probably have a bigger challenge with this than others, like me and Shimei, you know. I like to make people laugh, and so I have to be careful with this. <laughs> right? But James 1.19, James 1.19 says, Be quick to hear and slow to speak. And Proverbs 17.28 says, Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent. Um, about seven or eight years ago, 
um, I was with um, a senior lender. Actually, he's the senior lender. He has about 200 people re reporting to him, and his individual loan authority is $5 million. So with his signature, he can approve a, a loan up to $5 million. And so I was with him in the car, uh, a two-hour car ride. And uh, uh, he, he's an awesome person, um, and I really like him. He's just a... Uh, He's a great man, and uh, he's in his, he's probably 70 now. He's still working, and um, this was about six or seven years ago, car ride, and um, awkward silence, <laughs> right? And uh, um, I kept thinking, boy, I wonder if I should be talking, right? Boy, is, is this an opportunity, you know, to, to you know, kind of share with him? He could, he could get to know me, and maybe uh, I, I could, uh, he could develop confidence in me, you know, and uh, should I be talking? And silence. He didn't talk a lot. And the Lord put this scripture on my heart during that car ride. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent. And so the Lord just reminded me that uh, you don't always have to talk all the time. Amen? Stop talking so much. The third key. <laughs> Recognize digital could be forever. Every face now I'm a student ministries pastor, but who here was okay, let's do a little let's do a, a show of hands. Who sent a text message today? Who sent an email today? Who was on Facebook today? Who was on Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or Facebook or whatever? Okay, who didn't who was not on the internet and sent nothing digital? Anybody here? One, two, three, four. Okay, so 90, over 90% of us did, right? Just recognize that digital could be forever. Every Facebook post, every text message, every email, storage of electronic data has become so cheap that providers are likely saving everything. Every text message is retrievable by the host by the provider. You should see the eyes of the teenagers when you tell them this. No, Snapchat disappears in eight seconds. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> in order to get from you to them, it had to go through a server, right? And all those servers are keeping everything. I read an article. It wasn't in here. But I read an article that said, likely in the future, there'll be a digital footprint of every person based on every digital thing we've ever done. So, not telling you that to scare you, just to recognize that whatever we put out there in words has the potential to be attached to us forever, right? So, be intentional, amen, with anything digital. Be very intentional and just make sure that you want your grandkids reading it someday. Anybody have grandkids here? Oh, I'm just kidding. All right. Number four. Speak. Who raised the, Did you guys raise? You did raise your hand back there. Yes, you have grandkids. Heather, raise your hand. Yay, Heather has a grandchild. Speak words of life. Fourth key. Never speak death. Only speak positive words. Speak life over your present. Speak life over your future. Always, always, always speak life. B 
Be very precise with the words that you speak over your life, over your body, over your mind, over your children, over your grandchildren. Amen? I'm convinced. My kids are so much smarter than me. I got it. I told my daughter, okay, she's really gifted in academics. It's her thing. People are like, what sport does she play? I'm like, well, she's not crazy into sports, but she's really gifted uh, academically, right? Like, God has put this gifting in her, right? She's very determined, very motivated about it, and she's just really, it's, I don't know, she's like over 100% in like five out of her seven classes every year. And so um, I told her I got a D plus in sixth grade in science. Blew her mind. (laughs) But from the day she was born, we laid hands on her and said, thank you, Father. She's incredibly smart in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. She's gifted and has incredible talents in Jesus' name. Thank you for your favor on her life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. She has favor with her teachers, favor with administrators, favor, favor, favor in Jesus' name. We've never sat around and had study sessions. God just put it in her. Amen? And so I I believe it's a big part of it were the words that were spoken. Amen? Be very precise with the words that we speak. If you don't want to reinforce a behavior in your child, then do not rehearse over them what they're doing. Speak life over them. Speak words of life because our words have creative power especially over our home. Amen? Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast our confession of faith without wavering, because he who promised is faithful. Amen? And Hebrews 10.35 and 36 says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. There's many, many things that we've spoken that we haven't seen come to pass yet. But the day isn't over. Amen? The month isn't over. The year isn't over. So we keep standing and keep speaking. Amen? What's the alternative? (laughs) Right? No, there is no other alternative. We've got to keep standing and have to keep speaking. Amen? And our words have creative power. Amen? Hallelujah. Number five, the fifth key, and I believe it's especially important because of the value that God places on people. We know that He treasures people, that He created all this for us, Um, loves us so much that He won't allow anything to come between His love for us anything in all creation. Amen? 
So I think it's especially important that we never speak a hurtful word about another person because um, you don't want to hear hurtful words about your kids or your grandkids, right? That will really test your love, right? <laughs> Say anything you want about me, right? But if you want to test my spirituality and my walk with the Lord, then talk about my kids, right? <laughs> right? I think, I think God is the same way, and we're all His children. And so, regardless of how rotten people can be, I think it's really important that we don't speak negative, hurtful words about other people. Amen? Ever. And that can be hard to do. No, it's, not, it's easy. Don't speak that over my kids. It's easy. Never speak a hurtful word about another person ever, especially people in authority. Amen? If, if you're called to be a part of Victory Christian Center, then speak positive words of life over our pastors, over everyone that God has put in authority. Don't allow yourself to fall into the trap of becoming negative and bitter. Amen? It does not honor God, and God will take it serious. Amen? And so, it's really important. Ephesians 4, 29 <clears throat> says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Amen? So, just to recap those five points. Number one, make your words count. Number two, stop talking so much. Recognize, uh, number three, recognize digital could be forever. Number four, speak words of life. And number five, never speak a hurtful word. Amen. There is nothing impossible with God. All things are possible with Him. Our faith releases His power and our words demonstrate our faith and activate our faith and release his power. Amen? Let's all stand up tonight. It was so good to have you tonight. It's your first time at Victory? Oh, okay, wonderful. Great. Well, you need to come back when Pastor Pam is preaching then. <laughs> She'll be back Sunday. So good. Let's all bow our heads for just a moment all across the room. Uh, if you're here tonight and uh, maybe you say, Dan, my life is not right, would you pray for me? Uh, maybe you're here tonight and you recognize you've allowed some things into your life you know are not God's best for you. Maybe it's gotten you on the wrong path in life and you, you know the path that you want to be on. Let's pray together tonight. Allow God to turn things around. Allow Him to lift the burden of sin off of your life. Get back on the right path that He has for you. So all across the room, if that's you here tonight, can you slip your hand up in the air and we're going to pray together. Anybody? Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Awesome. Well, let's all pray together and make this confession of faith. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus I have sinned 
I've made mistakes. Tonight, my Father, I ask you, lift the burden of sin off of my life. I believe Jesus is Lord. And I make Jesus Lord over all of my life. My future is bright, and I have victory in Jesus' name. And now I want to pray for anyone who needs a breakthrough in any area of your life tonight, uh, breakthrough in your family or your finances uh, situation uh, with you uh, personally. If you need healing in your body, we're going to pray for one another tonight uh, right where you're at. And uh, we want to agree in prayer. Jesus said if two of you would agree on anything in his name, he would do it. So we're going to pray tonight in Jesus' name. Anybody here, if you need prayer in any area of your life, could you slip your hand up in the air? Go ahead and raise them high. Anybody else? All right. Can Believers, if you could open up your eyes, look around, and let's make sure everybody has someone in agreement with them tonight. Let's lay hands on one another, okay? Awesome. Let's pray. Father, you see every hand that's lifted tonight, and uh, we come to you in faith tonight, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name for breakthrough on behalf of each person. Father, we thank you that your grace is sufficient for us, and we receive it tonight. We thank you for your great love. We thank you for healing in everybody in Jesus' name. We thank you for breakthroughs in in finances, Father God, for wisdom and the leading of your Holy Spirit, for clarity of thinking that each person would know exactly what to do in each situation. And we agree together tonight, Father God, for breakthrough in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen. Let's give the Lord one more hand tonight. God bless you all. Have a wonderful rest of the week, okay? We'll see you all Sunday morning. Amen.